soulful living. Since the idea of living with soul may be unfamiliar, the language somewhat strange, perhaps a helpful starting point would be two concepts that will likely be more familiar, soul food and soul music. Most ethnic groups have what they call soul food. In the United States, the term is usually associated with African Americans and the food that is connected to their roots as slaves in America. As slaves, they had to make do with whatever food was available, this often being nothing more than what had been discarded from the plantation house. After the abolition of slavery, this food continued to be the way of staying in contact with their heritage. Soul food uses everything available and combines it in ways that have been associated with one's cultural heritage. Nothing is wasted. Nothing is fancy. Soul food is simple food prepared in an uncomplicated manner, food that is good for the body and soul. Likewise, soul music contains many of the same ingredients. And once again, it turns up in most cultures. Usually melancholic and nostalgic, soul music takes the form of songs of love, longing, and loss. It is music of the people, and it is grounded in the existential realities of life. Some people who feel no connection whatsoever to the notion of spirituality feel an intuitive understanding of the idea of food that nourishes the soul or music that is its language. They might also speak with passion about the soul of the nation, the soul of their people, or even the soul of the earth. They seem to recognize that certain things are good for the soul and others are not, even if they do not always follow this inner compass. And they seem to be aware of the soul's call and strive to be responsive to it. They seek to live with authenticity, love, and awareness while remaining anchored in the realities of their life. This is soulful living. Soul thrives in reality, but quickly withers when we live in places of illusion or denial. Soul, as we have seen, provides a container in which we can hold reality, both pleasant and unpleasant aspects of it. It holds our reception of the pleasant and desirable aspects of experience and allows joy and gratitude to develop as a response. But it also holds the part of our experience that we would never choose, things such as suffering, loss, and despair. These form the most fertile soil for the growth of soul, as they offer us an invitation to face and even embrace life as it actually comes to us. Not as we would arrange it, if we actually were the masters of our own destiny. The call of soul is always a call back to this place of being, anchored in the realities of life as it actually is, so that we can allow the meaning of our own life to emerge from this place. No personal meaning that is found anywhere else will be of much use in the real world. An authentic life is a simple life. This does not mean that it is easy or that the people who are authentic are simplistic, uninteresting, or unintelligent. Rather, it means that such people are integral. The various strands of their being all work together. What you see is what you get. No pretense, no games, just the simple truth of their being. This is the elegance of the authentic life and is a hallmark of soulful living. 
Authenticity is one of the byproducts of a commitment to a firm embrace of reality. Body and soul contain thousands of possibilities, out of which you can build many identities. But only one of these will be your true self. This, Dag Hammarskjöld argues, you will never find until you have excluded all those superficial and fleeting possibilities of being and doing with which you toy out of curiosity or wonder or greed and which hinder you from casting anchor in the experience of the mystery of life and the consciousness of that talent entrusted to you, which is your I. Your authentic self will always be unique, but it will never be a uniqueness you simply choose. It is the self you, in truth, already are. Living this truth is living soulfully.